Welcome to PantherCast, the official podcast of TMI Episcopal, where we share stories from our alumni, updates about the school, and help you reconnect and discover what the TMI community is all about. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining us for another episode of TMI's PantherCast podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Gish, Director of Community Relations. Today, we have a very special episode that I'm calling our Corps of Cadets Roundtable. I have our Commandant of Cadets, Lieutenant Colonel Retired Santiago Bueno, and Cadets Hassan Hassan, our Cadet Battalion Commander, and Juliana Martinez, our Cadet Battalion S2. They're here to give us an in-depth look at the Corps and share what it means to be a part of the 125-year history of the Texas Military Institute Corps of Cadets. Thank you all for joining me today and welcome to the show. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you. Thank you for having us. Well, before we get started, I'd like to ask each of you to go ahead and briefly introduce yourselves and just let us know, let the audience know who you are. So, Colonel Bueno, would you mind kicking it off? Hi, I'm Lieutenant Colonel Santiago Bueno. I've been here at TMI for five years now. Uh, prior to coming here, I worked at Cadet Command, where I was the executive officer and aide for General Smith. And prior to that, I worked at North Dakota State University as a professor of military science. Right. My name is Hassan. I'm a senior uh, cadet lieutenant colonel. I'm the battalion commander of the Corps of Cadets this year. It's an honor. Um, I'm part of the swim team, the cross-country team, and I'll be doing track this spring. I'm also in the honor council and the student council. Hi, I'm Juliana Martinez, also a senior cadet first lieutenant, the S2, as you mentioned, which means I am the publicity and recruiting officer for the Corps. In addition to that, I am the captain of the swim team. I am involved in fine arts here at TMI. We're opening with the play next week, so that's all very exciting. Thank you all for a quick introduction. So, Hassan and Juliana, you've both been in the Corps since the ninth grade, all four mm -hmm. years that you've been here at TMI. Yes, ma'am. What made you first interested in being a part of the Corps, and then what kept you in it for all four years? So uh, the middle school I actually went to from third grade through eighth grade was San Antonio Academy, and they also had a military program there as well. And I also had an older brother who joined the Corps. So there was definitely that influence before I even decided to join the Corps. But the reason I personally stayed in the Corps was that it had that discipline, and it pulled you up to a higher standard. and I didn't know if I had that willpower yet myself to kind of control myself. So I was like, okay, I'll try out the core, see how it runs, see how it could improve me. I had nothing to lose when I joined. So I was like, why not join? Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Juliana? I knew a lot less about the core when I joined. The school that I came to didn't have anything resembling it, and I didn't know much beyond, oh, it's a military program sort of thing. So I actually ended up joining the core mostly for the leadership opportunities that it presented. It seemed like it would be a lot of fun and like a great way to improve that sort of mannerisms and things and just get a little more confidence in myself. I knew I enjoyed leadership work at a couple of camps that I'd been to. And the reason that I ended up staying with the Corps was partly the reason I joined. It definitely is a leadership program, and I've enjoyed that a lot. But 100% the thing that kept me excited about the Corps was the people that are involved in it. Yes, good, good, thank you. So the Corps has also a lot of activities within the Corps, a lot of special teams, uh, different opportunities. What special teams and activities are each of you involved in? So throughout my four years, I've been in a various amount of special teams. I was in the drill team, which is uh, when we spin around the rifles, in, like we throw them in midair. You participate in competitions with other drill teams from around the city. 
So last year, uh, I was the captain of the drill team. We had just brought it back, and we actually got third place in arm drill team for our division. I've also been part of the orienteering team, which is when we go into the woods with just a pencil and a map, and we have to find points and write them down where, wherever they are in the forest. We have to locate every single point, and you probably run about four to five miles throughout that search. On and, a time limit, too. Yeah, on a time limit. <laughs> and then um, Julian is the captain of the Cyber Patriot team, which I was a part of, and she can talk about that a little bit. As Hassan mentioned, I've done Cyber Patriots for four years. I actually haven't served as the captain. I don't believe I... <laughs> I don't know where you got that Subliminal. from. Subliminal. <laughs> it's just your mere presence, Yes, I, I just present that kind of aura, but I've enjoyed that a lot. It's a, an Air Force-run program through an association that's national where teams compete against each other from different schools all around the country to defend virtual machines that are uploaded to your computer from attacks at the higher levels and just fixing security issues at the lower levels. So we made all the way to state last year. We're right in the midst of a competition this year. We're really excited. We're hoping to make it all the way to nationals. But it is a cybersecurity program. I have also been involved in orienteering, like Hassan, although I think he did it for longer than I did. And I've done color guard for four years, and I was involved in the academic bowl, and I actually did command that last year. We also made it all the way to state, although I'm not able to participate this year since seniors aren't allowed to do it, but they're looking pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Which, that one is another national competition with academic-based questions done in a quiz bowl sort of format. Mm -hmm. And the Cyber Patriots are actually open to civilian students too, is that correct, uh, Colonel Bueno? Not currently. Okay, um, not currently. We. We have to actually pay for the the civilian teams, and in the past we have uh, started off strong, but through the years there's been uh, a lack of participation from from civilians. We'd love to bring it back because we've got a lot of interest now, so we'll uh, we'll look at that uh, next year. So any civilian students who are interested should make their interest known to the Corps. <laughs> make their make their interest known and then mm -hmm. stay with it because it is a great opportunity to learn so much more. And this year, we've actually brought on a civilian coach to yes, help us have. out with that. Mm -hmm. And his knowledge base is, is immense. Fantastic. And we have a couple other opportunities in the Corps as well. We have the Raider team. Colonel Bueno, maybe you can talk a little more about that. We have a, a really neat historical name for them this year that perhaps you want to share. So our Raider team, it's a uh, competition. It's held nationally uh, at different places. This year, we're going to go to a big event here at Camp Bullis uh, the weekend of the 7th of December. And it consists of different events, um, a w building a one-rope bridge, which is building a, uh, a bridge consisting of one rope between 2.60 feet apart, and then having six of the eight members uh, attached to the rope and skimmy under it. There's a running event. There's an obstacle course. There's a medical obstacle course, which they actually have to traverse obstacles carrying a, a litter with a, uh, a dummy on it. And then there's multiple other events that they have to do. And it starts on a Friday, ends on a Sunday morning. So it's a, it's a pretty long event, significant for the kids. We also have the Leadership Bowl, which is similar to Academic Bowl. It's knowledge-based questions in a quiz bowl format. We have Rifle Team, which uh, we are conducting training for right now. And then there's some various other uh, teams, physical fitness team, color guard team, and things like that that we have within the core. A lot of opportunities. A, a lot of opportunities. 
So Juliana, you mentioned you were also on the swimming team. Uh, so why don't you both tell me, Juliana Hassan, we'll start with you, Juliana, but tell me what other activities are you involved in here at TMI outside of the core? Outside of the core, swimming takes up a decent chunk of my time mm -hmm. and fine arts takes up a very large chunk of my time. We're in the time of year when I'm here from 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. So that's mm -hmm. a lot of fun, but it's, <laughs> it's really worth it. Uh, the club that I'm involved in is primarily the Dead Myth of Poet Society, which is a mm -hmm. sci-fi fantasy club. It's a lot of fun. I enjoy it immensely. It's a nice, it's a nice break from from my schedule. <laughs> <laughs> but swimming and the core and fine arts are the big three for me. Uh, so I did swimming as well. I started off the season this year with cross country. I'm going to be doing track in the spring. I'm also in the student council, as I've mentioned previously, and. In terms of clubs, I've participated in the peer mentoring program, which is when we uh, mentor 6th, 7th, and 8th graders, just any civilian core, just anybody. I've done the Model UN program, where we go to, uh, we, go, we bring in everybody from all different high schools, and we come together. Every single person represents a different country, and we kind of, uh, we address current issues that are going on in the world as if we were the United Nations. It's really neat. We get to go out to Trinity's campus every year, although we're doing more conferences this year than yes. we have in years previous. Well, this leads me to my next question, because obviously you both have very full plates here at TMI, both inside the core and outside of the core. So how do you manage to balance everything that you do in the limited 24 hours we have in a day? <laughs> For me, it's a lot of doing certain things at strange moments, mm -hmm. and then a lot of working with the faculty that are involved. Everybody that is a part of the different activities that I'm in is usually also doing two or three other things, and so that's what's so great about TMI's faculty, that they're encouraging of trying different things, and they're willing to work with us and say, okay, so you're missing this swim practice to go to play rehearsals, so then you need to miss that rehearsal to come to this meet, and we'll all work <laughs> out fine. <laughs> Yeah, they're very, everybody at TMI is very accommodating of what you've got going on. And one thing that the core taught me was prioritizing which activities you have. So if I'm not, if I'm doing a core activity this one day, then I'll be going to swim practice the other day. So everybody does understand that you've got a lot going on. And I've, I mean, I've experienced that, but I'm still able to go to sleep at 10 p.m. every mm -hmm. night. So it might sound a lot, but just know that everybody's got your back. You're, you're going to learn what techniques you need through the core and through TMI on how to manage your time well, and it'll all be fine. Flex time is a lifesaver also. <laughs> Good to hear. <laughs> Both very well said. One of, one of the things that a lot of alumni, when they come back and visit me personally, they say that TMI as a whole helped them balance and find that balance in college, which is very useful when they're sitting there trying to balance multiple classes, multiple things that they want to do in the next step of their education. I just spoke with someone yesterday who said that very exact same thing. So, Well, tell me, you each have talked about, you've alluded to some of the lessons that the Corps has taught you. So tell me, what has been the most valuable thing in the four years you've been in the Corps that you've gotten out of being a part of it? So the biggest thing for me is that since the Corps is a student-run program, you, you're literally running the Corps with people who don't have that much experience initially. And what that's taught me is that it's okay to fail. You really, no matter what you do, if you fail, you, ha you know through the core, you understand that it's okay. I just have to bounce back, find a solution, and implement that solution. And everybody here is going to know that somebody's going to fail. I failed as the battalion commander, but I, I wouldn't call it a failure anymore because I've learned from it. 
And there's uh, one thing we say, we always reiterate in our leadership class, which is that if you fail and you make that mistake, but you don't learn from it and you make it again, that's a decision instead of just a mistake. So being that like a student runs every different section of the course. So we've got Juliana working with publicity and recruiting. We've got somebody working with academics. We've got somebody working with athletics. They have their own section that they need to be responsible for. And when they do make that mistake, they will be held accountable, but they'll know, they, they can recover, they will recover, and the core will still be fine. Every, the TMI will still be fine. Like Hassan said, we are a student-run program, and one of the amazing things about the core is it's fashioned in such a way that we're running a program ourselves with a safety net. Mm-hmm. So we have a weekly meeting during Wednesday lunch, it's, and we all get together and we say, this is what's going on, this is what I've done, this is what I need to do, this is what help I need, and we get to report to Hassan about what's going on in the course, that he's aware of everything that's happening, and we get the chance to say, this is what's happening in my life, and we can say how things are going, and we have the cadre right there to help us if we need it, but we're doing what we're doing. I actually had a really unique opportunity with that last year where I got to facilitate the service learning project that the core had. So that was really interesting in that I was, for the first time in my life, setting up meetings with people. I was Mm -hmm. contacting TMI's financial office and saying, hey, I'd like to do a fundraiser. How do we go about doing that? So the core is really amazing in that it gives us the opportunity to see how this sort of thing is going to work in the real world. We're expected to take notes in a meeting just like someone would be in their job. And it's very valuable, I think, to have it during high school when if we do make a mistake, like Hassan said, the core is going to be fine and we can pick ourselves back up again and be able to see this is what I need to do to get things done throughout all of my life, not just in high school. Failing is okay. It really (laughs) is. It is. You know, fail here. You've got a safety net. Mom and dad, TMI, the faculty, the cadre. So the next year when they are at college and they fail, you will stumble. You know how to pick yourself up and not worry about it. I think in a way, failing is almost encouraged because it means you're trying things. You're stepping outside the box and you're able to learn from that because you can't, you can't learn if you've never failed and never had those experiences. Absolutely. I, I think we mentioned it one time in my class. It was a saying that if you take away somebody's opportunity to fail, then you're taking away a chance to learn. And that's really struck with me for, like, for the past year when I first heard it. It was one of our quote of the days. Good, good quote. I, I put quotes of the day up uh, when we have class, and then we pick somebody to read it and explain what that quote means. Oh, I love that. It's a great, great everyday activity. So what would you both recommend to civilian students who are maybe considering the core or on the fence about being in the core? Beyond anything else, I think I would say that it doesn't hurt to give it a shot. Mm-hmm. One of the great things about TMI is that we have the chance to try so many different opportunities that it's a shame to let something that you think you might be interested in pass by just because you're not sure about it. There are people that join the core and decide that it isn't for them and they resign from the core and that's totally fine. It's worth it to say that I tried this thing and I know that it is for me or I know that it isn't for me because it really is an incredible opportunity. Yeah, basically what Juliana said and then also when you look at the core from outside the core, like from a civilian standpoint, you don't really see the special teams going on. You don't see the colored guard going into downtown and performing at like coronations for the queen. You don't see all the cool opportunities that there really are. So when you do just stick yourself into that core atmosphere, you're going to learn a lot. You're going to see a lot of things that you never witnessed before. 
and hey, maybe one of those things will really entice you to stay in the Corps. Do you ever find that some people or some students outside of the Corps, do they have misconceptions about what they think it means to be in the Corps or what the expectations might be? I would say there's definitely a lot of belief that the Corps is harsher than it is, mm -hmm. which is fair to say. It Certainly I can see why it would come across that way. But it's not a situation where we're being shouted at. We're not in drill for joining the military. It's not a military mm -hmm. program, or it is a military program, but it's not a military recruiting program. So because of that, we're not going through basic training. Mm -hmm. And that, I think, would be one of the biggest ones. Yeah, so Juliana kind of touched on it, but I think that the biggest misconception is that when you join the Corps, you're being trained to join the military, which just, it's absolutely not true. It's never been true. I'm not, I'm not planning to join the military yet. Here I am at the top of the chain of command. Nobody really like jokes or ridicules me for not being in, t in the military program. So if you do join the Corps, know that we're not trying to get you to join the military. There's a lot of influence in the military, but that's because the admission of the JROTC is to motivate young people. And JROT stands for Junior Reserve Officer Training Corps which is kind of the program that the Corps is in. And their mission is to motivate younger people to become better citizens. It's not for them to become soldiers. And being a citizen means doing your civic duties, taking pride in your country, knowing what's going on with your government. That's not just military. That's what you need to be to be a contributing member to society. And that's what you get when you're joining the Corps. A lot of our LED lessons are based, or LED is leadership training class that all the Corps students are required to take. But a lot of our lessons are based around life skills. We learned about investments and how you do that sort of thing. We learned first aid. We learned about the history of republics and how that's worked in governments. We've learned all sorts of things that aren't necessarily anything to do with the military, often have nothing to do with the military, because the goal really is to shape us into better people. Very well said. So out of all of the experiences you've had in the Corps up until this point, do you have a most favorite or... What is your most favorite part about being in the Corps? I just think that when it comes down to it, the Corps is a family in and of itself. You've got people who you can go to when you need help through the mentoring program. I mean, I've, I've seen a lot of stuff happen in the Corps, and the fact that we're here for each other and the fact that we are here for each other, it just really blows my mind whenever I see it. I've, I see sixth graders talking to seniors, and... If you went to any other school, that would be the weirdest thing to see. But here, sixth, 12th graders are like giving high fives to the 6th graders. It just really touches my heart. I would agree that it's, like I said earlier, 100% the thing that's kept me excited about the Corps is the people that are involved in it. I've enjoyed the different special teams I've done because of the people that I've done them with. I've enjoyed even the things that aren't really anyone's favorite part of the day. I can't say anyone that goes, yay, formation, I get to stand and be inspected. That's not anyone's favorite thing. But the people that are involved in it make it worth it. They make it something that you want to do. They make it a place that you want to be. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to do high school all over again, but if I had to, I would 100% do mm -hmm. the core because of the people that are involved. I agree with you 100% on that, and I see eye-to-eye -eye with you very much. I was actually in the ROTC program during my college years as well, and it was very much 100% the people that made me want to be involved. So very well said. I couldn't agree with that more. So both of you are seniors, so tell me a little bit about what your plans are after graduation this spring. 
So obviously, I want to go to college. That's that's a, that's a <laughs> yes. dream of mine. <laughs> Might Very be good. useful. <laughs> <laughs> so, I've my parents are both doctors, so I do have that influence of medicine around me. But I want to major in something that's totally independent of medicine. So, one thing that kind of the core also taught me with the Cyber Patriot team is that there's a growing need of cybersecurity in the world with how fast the internet is growing. So if I wanted to combine that with medicine, I could major in cybersecurity and then potentially go to med school, and I'd have that versatility to where I could run a hospital, but I have that ability through that cybersecurity major to prevent like record medical records, valuable medical records from being lost and avoid getting sued, and just kind of uh, protecting that overall security. So I want to, for my future, I just want to combine maybe medicine and something else. And cybersecurity was just an example. I've always had a really big passion for words and writing. So what I actually want to do with my life is I really would love to be an editor, specifically of novels. I think it would be really fun. I enjoy reading a lot, and this gives me a chance to see so many different things. And then I'm also already sort of the default person that a lot of my friends go to for, can you check my essay over for grammar? So I would be able to do that too. I, like Hassan mentioned, want to go to college, and Mm -hmm. I also have no desire to, at this moment in my life, join the military. Mm -hmm. But I'm looking at a lot of colleges all across the nation. I'm actually looking at a lot of liberal arts schools because of the curriculum that they have where they encourage you to explore. A lot of them sound very similar to TMI in that, and I've loved that about TMI, so I'm excited to be able to do that sort of thing in a larger environment. What advice would you give to any new cadets or anyone who might join at the start of the next semester or new cadets next year? Is there any piece of advice that you would give to them? I Okay, I'm, I've been in the military program since third grade, so this doesn't necessarily apply to me, but I've seen it time and time again. When you first join the Corps, it's going to be overwhelming. There's going to be so many different things going on. You're going to be scared. It's it's going to happen. But if you can make it through that first week, and I know you can, everybody can, if you can do that, it's just going to be so much smoother the week after. And the week after, you're going to appreciate everything that you're learning. You're going to start seeing it apply to your own life. You're going to learn how to schedule. You're going to learn how to prioritize. But that's just going to come down to if you have that perseverance to stay in. And I know everybody listening to that, this podcast will have that perseverance. You just got to stick with it. I remember being the person that didn't know what was going on. <laughs> I remember trying to learn how to do an about face and failing very miserably for the duration of an entire week because it was complicated. It was new and it was not a way that I had asked my body to move before and so it was freaking out on me a little bit. But I'm, I can do it without thinking about it now. And I would say above anything else, don't be afraid to ask for help. There are people like me that remember panicking and not knowing what to do. There are people like Hassan that don't remember panicking, but remember watching people panic and are just as willing to help you. And we are 100% there for anything that you need. If you are overwhelmed by something that's happening in the core or even something that's happening in your school life, don't be afraid to go to the people in your chain of command for help. Don't be afraid to go to your mentor for help. This is a community that is built to help you. One of the things I think that we might have glossed over a little bit if we talked about everything that, that happens in the core and everything that we do within the core, but what comes first in the core? Academics come first. <laughs> Just want to make sure that everybody knew that that's where we stood because some people might think that that's not the case, but absolutely academics comes first in the core. 
Very good. Well, is there anything that I have left off that you all would like to share? Um, I'll just tell a story. Um, so time and time again, I've always gone to Colonel's office and I've asked him about what should we do in this situation, regardless of what it is. And I cannot tell you how many times before he gives me an answer, he says, what do you think? Mm -hmm. The point of the core is to build that independence in you to where you can develop your own ideas and it's there to foster your own potential, your own personality. So it's sometimes it's a little annoying whenever he asks me that question, but <laughs> I know he's there to help me. So it's, it's, really, it's a really great opportunity. I'd really encourage it. I have adored the last four years that I've spent here at TMI and the core has been a big part of those. I was, I think no one was more surprised than me when I decided that I wanted to join the core because I did not have a personality that any of the people that were around me in my life associated with someone that would end up enjoying it. But I wouldn't change the decision that I made. And I think it really, really is something worth trying, even if you think there's no way this is going to be for me. Because the circumstances that led me to finally deciding this is what I was going to do were very brief. I kind of made a very split-second decision, and I'm so glad that I did. Well, thank Anything you want to say, Colonel Bueno? I want to tell a story real quick about a cross-country meet that happened a couple of years ago where we're, what we're trying to do is build adaptive leaders, build leaders that see an issue and attack and don't ask for permission sometimes and just solve the problems. So there was this former cadet, Robbie Devlin, who saw that the flags were switched on the stage where they were going to be presenting the uh, medals. So Robbie walked up there, switched the flags to the the correct position and then jumped off the stage this was witnessed by some TMI parents well he was confronted by one of the judges saying hey what are you doing touching our flags his simple answer they were backwards I had to fix them and that's really what the things that these kids do every day it just warms my heart when I know that they're see a problem fix a problem and don't need to come and talk to me so it's it's just fantastic I love them. That's a great story to end on. Well, thank you all for sharing such great advice and sharing your stories and for just being here and visiting a little bit with me today. Thank, thank you. Thank, thank you, you again. Be sure to listen this Sunday as we bring you the, our most recent Senior Chapel Talks from this past week by Michael Blass, Nicholas Paul, and Audrey Zardowski. And we'll be off next week for Thanksgiving, so please join us again on Thursday, November 29th for our next PadreCast episode. Thank you for listening to TMI's PantherCast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please leave us a review on iTunes or anywhere that you listen to podcasts. We'd love to hear your feedback and show ideas, so leave us a comment, email, or connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter using at TMI Episcopal. For more news, ways to connect, and to learn about upcoming events on campus, visit our website at www.tmi-sa.org.